I've been trusting God in him only, only, only. I break bread with squad members only, only, only. I done came up, holy moly, holy moly, holy moly. If you phony, don't approach me, I keep really around me only. Trusting God in him only, only, only. I break bread with squad members only, only, only. I done came up, holy moly, holy moly, holy moly. If you phony, don't approach me, I keep really around me only, only. Busting at the bando. Like launching launching reflection music group. Once you guys decided, Man. ready to launch, what was what was that like? Uh I didn't think we, we would get where we're at now. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I thought would happen. Um I guess I've always believed it would be great, but mm-hmm. when when we went through when redemption came out, that was a game changer for us. Right. So we and, did and, a, and let me just interrupt you for one second. When yeah. you say where we are now. Just so people understand, I don't want to state anything that you're not comfortable stating, but yeah. help people understand the magnitude of where Reflection Music Group is now. Man, uh, in what way? <laughs> Whatever way. way. You, I mean, you share stuff with me, but that's I feel like it's privileged unless you share yeah, it. So uh, you, you tell me, you know, how I would do you say, think about it? I would say, you know, financially, we're doing really well. Um, we've signed a lot of deals. How many we, artists right now? Uh, so on the RMG side, we, we have five. Right. Um, but then on Amplify, I think we've got uh, 15. And how many have you done in total, you think? Artists? Yeah. I, I'll tell you this. This year alone, I think we're touching 40 to 50 careers. 40, 50 careers, right. Yeah. And, and so with a lifetime. We also have light. Right, exactly. Which is not, uh, it's a it's a, it's a a paid for service, but it's selective. Yep. So like, we don't just have a turnstile service. Right. Because uh, here's why. It turns into a hustle when you do that. Yeah. And it, it isn't helpful for the artists if you're taking money and not giving a result. Right. And sometimes artists aren't ready. I think the the hardest thing, that kind of gets into something else. Like, if I'm going to say that, I got to say this. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing about being an artist is is understanding timing and being self-aware to, to me. Mm. That's if your your quality is high, right? Mm-hmm. So if the standard is you have high quality music, right. uh, but you don't have other aspects, then there's some help that you shouldn't really get right now. Like... Uh, what we do is we'll come in and we'll help with the marketing, the timeline, the connection, provide right. opportunities. But if you're at a, a very new place as an mm-hmm. artist, mm-hmm. it's not helpful. Okay. You're not going to grow enough. If you can't sustain a lot of music, uh, if you can't, we have a formula. Right. If you can't keep up with that formula, uh, if you haven't gotten into a place where you have the room to do that stuff, right. it's just not going to be helpful. So you won't even take their money. If they don't have, they don't meet certain criteria. I've refunded money. Excellent. Yeah, if I feel like it's just not working, yeah, uh, you know, I'll just give it back. Because yeah. the thing is, is I don't want it to turn into a thing where people start getting bitter because they're not getting results. Yeah, you know, I'm very results driven, yeah. and I've always been results driven. So, like, you know, even with our own artists, like, you know, there's there's a path, and I just think you have as an artist, man, it's hard. You got to have a lot of things. You got to right. have patience, work ethic, passion, belief. Right. And you got to be just crazy enough to try it. So know? when you say results driven, I'm going to dig in and feel free to say it. Pass if any question I ask you on that. <laughs> how, yeah, yeah. how many releases this year? I, I, we're doing it by singles now. I think we're just considering songs. Yep. I think we've put out about two to 300 songs. This year? Yeah. How many streams this year? Uh, since January, I think we're at. I think we're at 80 million. 80 million streams. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so that gives you a sense of the magnitude, man. It's big, man. That's, 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 that's good. Yeah. And you got some, but everybody's grown. Yeah. Every artist that we've started with, yep. 
So we, we took on a few, so Amplify was not meant to be what it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to shape into being more for, uh, it, so here's what Amplify was made for and why it happened. About two years ago, three years ago, I had a plan to try to build artists that weren't part of the label. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like just, oh, you've got to be on a label is the only way you're going to get anywhere is kind of hard for the indie artist. Mm-hmm. So and you got a lot of guys trying to become, uh, you know, they're trying to, to make it a, a, a source of income for themselves. And I feel like streaming has changed a lot of that, right? Yeah. Where it can be, but you have to have volume. Uh, and then labels are turning more into to services right. and management and stuff. They're also reshaping into sync companies. and There's a lot going on there. But gotcha. So for me, I was like, okay, Amplify is this. Amplify is going to provide support for people that uh, are used to ha- selling records and are our veterans. Yeah. Getting into the veteran conversation, you're, 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 for those coming up, the mm-hmm. young guys, you don't want to see your vets die. Right. Because that's as far as you're going to go. Right. You know, like, that's like asking for a raise, but your boss isn't making enough for you to ask right, for a right, raise. Right. You can't make more than your boss. Yeah. Right. So, like, you have to, if you want to win, those veterans have to win. Because mm-hmm. the farther they go, the farther you can go. And then you can go beyond. Yeah. You can't sit back and watch people die and say, that's good. I'm glad. I'm happy they're not with it. Like, yeah. There's too much of that going on. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like everybody, yeah. but I don't want to see anybody fail yeah. because they will fail. Right. So I don't get in anybody's way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, is Amplify was built for the thizzles of the world, the the props, the D1s, the B-Rows, whoever is at a place where they've sold records, they're, they're dope, they're veterans, they have a network, mm-hmm. and they just need the support to sell more and, and to stay in the ears of the... The stakeholders. So a distribution and marketing platform. Yes. Okay. So is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make it more clear because that's yeah. not that's not clear enough for us. No, I get I get it. Yeah, our culture doesn't realize get, it. like yeah. they don't understand they don't even understand distribution yeah. and labels are different. Like yeah. they think I got a distro deal. It's like, okay, but you don't have demand. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's no, so to that point. So now let me take you back. So yeah. starting off RMG and you said your first statement was, I didn't think we'd ever get here today. Yeah. What what gave you that impression when you first started? I didn't have the vision for all this. Okay. Like, first of all, I was just a producer. I didn't want to run a label. Man, you were Doc Watson. What do you mean just a producer? <laughs> Dude, I thought you were going to get a big production deal. Remember, we used to yeah, talk about production yeah, yeah. deals back then. We were like, listen, you want to be Michael Jackson or do you want to be Quincy Jones? I know. I, I know. always say, I, I want to be more like Quincy. I, I want to be the Michael and this artist and that artist Bro, and that artist. the scary thing right? is, is, is I was pretty creative as a producer. Right. But when I met Derek, bro, he blew my mind. Mm. That dude is, <laughs> like, I, I I was like, oh, my God, this guy's dope. Like, yeah. I'm nowhere near this guy's level. You know, and um, yeah. so, but I really enjoyed producing. And I started really growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much to Derek and him. Really a lot. He Him providing me samples, showing me a new way. Um, I started getting a lot better. But, uh but when we signed our deal, one of us had to focus on building the label. Right. Uh, he also was supported there too, but he had to be an artist to yeah. really go yeah. forward. And yeah. um, it was more time restrictive than we probably thought it would be. But the reason why I guess I didn't think we'd get here is, is because first I didn't see myself as a businessman. Mm. Um, I had no plan to leave my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was always part timer which is really what you're doing. You're moonlighting. It's a hobby. You're doing it on the weekends. Yeah. Then it started being frustrating because I wasn't having a life. Right. Uh, so I think it was my last shot. Like, I'm going to try it again. Okay. And we'll see what happens in my, in my mind. But I think for Derek, the difference for him was this was always what he was going to do. 
Period. Right. In his mind. Okay. For me, I really wanted to do it, and and I was doing all I could to do it, but I wasn't all in. Okay. I thought I was. That's the funny thing is I thought gotcha. I was. He was. That was what he wanted to do since day one. He went okay. to school. He had a plan. He's super smart, man. Like yeah. he's a smart guy. Yeah. And and when I say that, I don't mean like he's a, he's like intelligent, intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When he really hones in on something, he he figures it out. I became a visionary in that time. Mm-hmm. So I I had a, a vision finally. I started. And I think God just like downloaded that junk into my head. Yeah. You know, like because I wasn't really a visionary when I was younger. And so then I started seeing a bigger plan. I started learning how to strategize to beat the the timelines, you know, how to get ahead, uh, what are disruptors. Like I become way more of a business guy. Mm-hmm. And you're not talking to me like really deep for a couple of years. You probably see the difference. Like, oh yeah. You know, I, sure. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking dope records, kill the game. Right. You know, I wasn't thinking like, how can we grow this? So when, uh, what year was that you launched RMG? 2009. 2009. 10 years ago. What was the first release? Redemption. Okay. Well, really it's PSA Volume 1. PSA Volume yeah. 1. Okay. <laughs> that was still under Pro though, right? Yeah. PSA was still, okay. It was Pro was Redemption. We also did uh, Murder Swag. Okay. Uh, which I produced that one. Okay. Um, and then he did another Pro album with Reach and then we changed, we rebranded with the mixtape and then uh, did Minerville. Okay, got it, got yeah. it. So, um, so like four or five releases, and then you go into this working relationship with Reach. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pre pre going into that relationship, what were some of the the biggest lessons learned, man? That you um, know, when you and, and think about it this way, from yeah. you know starting a new label and all the things that happen, because a lot of times I think when people start labels, it sounds good. Yeah. Right, it's like oh, let me get a jacket, some T-shirts, the business cards. Yeah. We have a label. We have a ride. Right, people have business cards and be like, like Big Red we made it. Remember Big Red, yeah. My office hours off. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Red was Big crazy. Red. Yeah. But um, you know what? What were some of the aha moments, man? Of like, hey, man, this is you know, this is more than I, I initially thought it was. Yeah, I think. Um, the first lesson I learned is you gotta have a plan, you gotta have a budget, mm. and you gotta go hard. Like, but so let me let me stay there. Yeah. Budget. So when you yeah. at that time, as you thought about it, and, and you know, and what you know now, when you think about a new release, how do you think about the budget for it? The minimal budget, bro. We have five hundred dollars for redemption, <laughs> and we spent it on a consultant to get on Apple to get a. To Wait get a minute, five hundred dollars to market it? That's all we had. Five hundred. That's it. I told Derek, I said like, we got five hundred bucks. Got you. I think we should use it for Apple marketing because gotcha. I found a guy that could get us up on uh, Christian and gospel uh-huh. and we get a, you know back then nobody was getting that yeah. Thizzle was the first one to get it got it and I saw Thizzle get it and I'm like okay then by this time I had started understanding Apple yeah I mean and, and for those people watching this you gotta understand technology wasn't really as important yet it was getting there but Facebook had just kind of launched MySpace was dying out yeah uh there was connecting going on, yeah. but to, to sell online still was not really easy to do. People, yeah. There wasn't links to share it yet. It was, it was getting there, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So we were learning that right. and discovering how to use the internet to sell records. Mm-hmm. We were still in the world of, of, of hand-to-hand, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I think, uh, so what I took away from that, you know, was 
uh, we needed a budget, a bigger budget. Now, mm. Redemption, if I could do it all over again, no, we didn't even shoot a video for Redemption. Mm. No, no videos at all. Okay. No, we lost the files. We, we could never remix it if we wanted to. Wow. You know, we 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 cut every corner possible because we just didn't have the money. Like, uh, we did it all internal. We, we bought some beats. Mm -hmm. We probably spent like three grand on the record. But that record made us like half a million dollars. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Probably more than that now. Like, wow. Yeah, it made a lot. It, it fueled the label for years. Wow. It stayed number, it stayed top five for. In Christian and stayed top five for I think six months. Half million. What do you think drove the sales? Well, uh, honestly, man, you know, Derek had featured on some reach albums, so that gave him a lot of discovery. Yep. Uh Craig got on the record and supported it. Got it. Um But it was on that was on it was on RMG though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I think we did a good job rolling it out. But I mean to be honest, man, I I, I can't put a finger on it, man. I think we just were focused on the right things. I think we were focused on, on God and we were really loving people. Yeah. And um, there was a little bit less division in the world at the time that was vocal mm. and harder to get that. I mean, Twitter hadn't really gone off yet. And so I think people were just really locked in. They bought it. Um, and uh, Derek was touring. Yeah. So we were doing all those things right. But I think as far as the focus, uh, we weren't focused on ourselves. Comprehend who you dealing with. I used to pack green in the Philly.